Hey, what's up, Florin family? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central, to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. With me, as always, Mr. Daniel and Jose Gonzalez of Preferred Flooring out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're How's here. it going today, fellas? <laughs> it's going good, man. We are going good. A little beat up, but yeah. I remember last week we were talking about a job where it was a planned burnout, and we were. We started the project on Friday and we're every day and then we're actually finishing it up today. So we're a day ahead of schedule, which worked out because we got another thing, small thing tomorrow. <laughs> another planned burnout. <laughs> yeah. But the, the good thing is then everyone gets, you know, four days off. Yeah. They actually, yeah. Have to say, say no to uh, a Friday, but. It's, it's okay. Sometimes you got to say no. Yes. Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you on. And and uh, out of the gate here, I want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys get to spend some time with family. And, and that's to everybody in the audience as well. Like, I hope you get to spend some time with the people that you really care about and why we do all this and work so hard. Um, you know, it's uh, just a few days off, but man, if you take advantage of them, build that family unit up. We were, um, our epoxy partner was just in here. He used one of our demo machines for a project today. And he came in and he's like, man, he added some stuff today. And now I'm going to have to go in on Thursday because he has to be open Friday morning. And it's actually perfect, right? Because he was like, do I, do I charge them extra for that? And we're like, yeah, man, like you need to, that's a holiday. Like way extra. Yeah. That's, that's a great story. Said. That's a great story to kick off talking numbers and charging what you're worth, which is today's topic. We had a similar topic way back in episode like 12 or 15 or something like that. Um, And these are, these are always, so such a it's kind of a nuanced subject uh i think kicking it off you got to understand what's valuable to the consumer and to the stores i mean for you to charge what you're worth not everybody's worth the same right it's, right that, that's a hard one right because where do you get the metric besides yourself right you, you, what, what it is is well, a shameless plug for Go Carrera is yeah, a higher yeah. hammer rating. Thank <laughs> you for the setup. Uh, <laughs> a higher hammer rating is your clear indication that like I'm better trained. If you have a high kudos score and you've actually done work across a network, uh, a high kudos score and a high hammer rating right there, you have clear identifiable metrics that you can say, I am one of the best. Here's my proof. This is why I'm charging more. Uh, if you don't choose to use me, I understand, but I about 70% of my clients give me uh, kudos and most of my kudos are um, at this in this uh, arena. Maybe it's professionalism and exceptional quality. Uh, just as a refresher, we track five metrics, professionalism, attitude, punctuality, dependability, and exceptional quality. But that is the industry's only real metric that you can do that. 
because you got, well, I'm certified. So am I. Well, I'm R1. Well, I'm R2. Well, I'm C3 and I'm the, or C2. I'm master. And it's like, okay, well, when does it matter? And when does it, I, I mean, it just, and no, no knock to any of the, the, um, training entities that, that could go what, all the way through. Well, I'm CTI. Well, I'm ACT, and I, you know, or I'm, uh, ceramic tile, uh, uh, you know, I got mine online. Of course, no one would say that, but it, they just say ceramic tile distribution, whatever. I forget the uh, the gentleman uh, Donato's uh, company that where you can get a certification online, and he has great, great, great education on there. But it is online, and it's simply not as valuable uh, as as uh, I think, understandably, not as valuable as an in-person, hands-on, tested, pass-fail kind of situation. A couple of quick notes uh, while I have it on my uh, head here. Um, CFI is doing a two-week course here in Wichita, introduction course into, um, into uh, flooring. The two-week course is a $2,500 value and it's free, hundred percent free. Wow. So if you are a new uh, person, the only requirement is that you're not, you know, you, if you go and you're very experienced, you're not going to find value in the course. So you might as well not waste the two weeks. But if you're new, we have a couple of guys that we're going to be hiring. I'm hoping I'm trying to get this course filled because I would love for it to stay free uh, because I am. I would love to use it as our hiring tool. Just saying, straight up, you go to this course, you complete it. We'll we'll loan you the two two weeks worth of pay at six months of employment. That loan is forgiven, and we have a uh, somebody who's not completely green. So it is at uh, Pruitt's uh, training facility here in Wichita. It's a two week course. It's December fourth through the fifteenth, I believe. Oh, that's Yes. And the, it, it kind of came about quick. I wish there was a little bit more time. Um, the dates last week were not perfectly set. So, um, I was not a hundred percent on whether or not I, I couldn't really, I could bring it up, but I couldn't give dates last week. So, I mean, um, but if you are anywhere close to Wichita, anywhere close and and i can confirm that it's worth to 2500 bucks their five-week course is almost it's like five or six thousand dollars and it's a similar course this is just condensed down into two weeks so it's a very valuable course thank you to the to the uh people that are sponsoring that which is the fcef and the wfca people and the the fact is is that i'm going to see if i can pull up the um um the website so you can get well i don't know if it's made it to their website um i had the let me see where that is at and i will share it but there is a um uh flyer that i would like to share and i can maybe leave that up for a moment so people can use the the uh What is that called? Um, QR code. QR code. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking and trying to think at the same time. And, you know, guys like me, that's like, come on, man. So, okay. I'm going to pull the QR code. 
just to quickly uh, let you know, the location is Pruitt Flooring, 723 East Skinner, Wichita, Kansas. So it's December 4th through the 15th, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. through 4 o'clock p.m. It's a completely free course, the CFI two-week residential carpet course. And they will put a, a, a uh, uh, I think they would be, they're completely open, I should say, to putting a little more uh, commercial oriented things if they have enough commercial guys i know we're sending a few commercial guys uh and so there there will be that aspect um, uh, I'm looking at, um what you were talking about i see the wichita one and then in february there's actually one in jenison michigan which is not far away from us it's probably only like what 10 minutes 15 minutes away well, well, there you go let's pack these courses um let me see here I'm going to put this up so that um, it can be, there we go. I am just going to share my screen for a moment. Oh, uh, host, Go Carrera, please uh, enable me as a, uh, to uh, share for a moment if possible. But anyway, so pack that course. It's here in Wichita. Like uh, Daniel said, there's one coming up in uh, Michigan, very close to where they're located. So, you know, getting through that course and and um, uh, if you're brand new, um, some of the guys coming out, going to the course here are in completely different fields and want to give flooring a try. And I'm like, there you go. Here's a like if they, two, two, two weeks will at least give you a good taste of whether or not you want to do this. And uh, if you complete it and you want to continue, we will hire you and we will pay you for your two weeks. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Uh, what yeah. Is it just a, a I think just, it's residential carpet. It is residential carpet with, uh, but the, there will be, you know, just talk to the trainer. They'll, they'll put some commercial uh, and a commercial aspect to it. If they have enough commercial oriented people, um, at least uh, I believe that's true. The the other thing is you're not I think they're going to do kind of an overview of of just flooring in general. And a lot of these things like floor prep and stuff that they hit, you're not going to become a pro in two weeks. But what you are going to do is understand what a kicker looks like, understand how carpet is installed, understand may, some about how it's made and just understand job site setups and things of this nature. So when you do get paired with a journeyman installer or a mechanic or a whatever you uh however they're referred to in your area around here we call them mechanics uh but um when you are paired up with the mechanic at least when they say hey go grab my xyz out of the truck you know what to go look for uh and you don't get tricked into grabbing a tile stretcher or something <laughs> like this guy uh, cause, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing happens. <laughs> Final base stretcher in the uh, purple unicorn box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legit thing. So My here point. is, here's the, um, flyer. And, um, the QR code, let's see if we can bring the QR code bigger. So if you. I, I hope that works doing it this way. If you're on 
and you want to uh, pop that QR code and register, that is um, how you will get the course for free. Very valuable course, guys. I, I can't. Um, did that work, uh, yeah. Jose? Yeah. Okay, perfect. There you go. So I'm going to leave this up for a minute while we talk uh, through through some of this stuff. Also, I want to remind everybody that we are doing the SIM scholarship for GoCareers uh, sponsoring another SIM uh, scholarship this year. And the um, details of that are going to is on our social media. It will continue to be on the social media. I believe, um, Ashlyn, if you could send me a chat on the mm -hmm. information uh, when we close that. I believe it's January... Um, I forget the day. I'll tell you here in a moment, as soon as I get my brain to tell me. Okay, application is open until December 18th. So you got about a month here to apply. And Ashlyn, where do we uh, send people to uh, apply? We will be announcing the winner on our January 9th huddle. So if you're watching this or you watch it on YouTube later, make sure you're on the January 9th huddle. So... With that being said, uh, I'll share other details throughout the podcast here. Um, there's a link on our Instagram page. I believe you guys, if you could share that link on your page, that'd be awesome. And we're also going to share it on all of the huddle uh, socials and show notes. So yeah, it should yeah. also be in the description if you're watching this in YouTube. Uh, it's probably yeah, down in the description. Doing a good job on blasting it out too. I think I've already gotten like two or three emails saying, you know, this is what's going on. Make sure you apply. Yeah, that's awesome. So look, a lot of the installers out there, I've said this before, this is a great course for you. Um, it's, it would be free course and it's like uh, 15, 1600 bucks uh, to do so, I believe maybe even a little bit more. And um, so it's a, it's an awesome, awesome course. It can benefit you greatly. And you may not be on the email drip from the FCICA. If you're not, get involved here at the huddle. Go through the, you know, our our link in our descriptions. It'll be on our all of the socials and uh, like I said, the show notes. So that being said, what are we talking about when we say uh, you know, charge what you're worth? Char charge what you're worth. And and I posed the question that I think that um, you got to understand first what is what what is what is it that the consumer and that the stores you may work with value. I would I mentioned the five that that we see valuable at Go Carrera, and I see super valuable at the flooring company that I own, which is professionalism, attitude, punctuality, dependability, and exceptional quality. Now, these are all skills. Being on time, being where you say you're going to be, when you say you're going to be there, being a professional, these all take skills. I was not very polished when I was 20. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking I, the same thing, like, like man. Oh. Yeah, these are skills that you learn over time, uh, whether it's expanding your vernacular, your 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 verbiage. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I love that word, actually. Vernacular. <laughs> Uh, whether it's, whether it's just presenting yourself in a more professional manner, 
even when we are dressed in our our installation gear, we can be professional. I have plenty of examples of that. These guys have plenty of examples of installers who present themselves professionally, um, not just appearance wise. That's part of it. You know, look like you took a shower and you did your hair. Uh, and then smell like it too. And smell like it too. Uh, but also it's, it's how you interact with the, with your customer, with your, and sometimes it's your customer's customer. So your store's customer. So if you're at someone's house and you're doing a job for a retailer, understanding how to interact with the homeowner is a skill set that you need to learn. That is valuable to companies. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one of the highest paying jobs in flooring, uh, albeit not one that I enjoyed. I'm just telling you from a uh, uh, overarching comment here is residential replacement. You got to move furniture. Well, you get paid to move it at good stores. You're going to get paid well to move <laughs> the furniture. Okay. Work for good stores. Uh, but you're going to get paid well to, to move furniture, the store. If you're a professional with them, they're likely going to have your back. If you get one of them homeowners that say, he scratched my bedpost and the scratch is 15 years old, you know, like that kind of stuff um, that happens in the retail residential replacement. But it it's also one of the higher paid per unit or per yard per square foot um, that's out there. So understand who you're working for and what they see valuable in you. I mean, what do you guys see that's most valuable in, uh, in an installer crew. Well, I, I'm going to have to go back to like the, the evolution of of how we became who we are and how it happened is through trial and error, right? Like learning from everyone else's mistakes. Now, now, granted, I didn't have the luxury of experiencing a whole lot of uh, residential um, in the beginning, uh, right? Because only one of the gentlemen did residential, other one was just straight commercial. But it it was a matter of slowly reinventing myself as I got older and progressed and realizing you you need you need to be relatable to everyone to to create value um from a visual perspective. The the education so professionalism. Professionalism, yeah, 100 percent I went from cut off uh, sleeves and jeans with holes and that hung over my shoes uh, no belt, or no, I always wore a belt, but to uh, wearing presentable jeans and sleeves all the time. And, you know, and it, it wasn't. Well, part of this, I, I hate to interrupt you, but part of this is no, you didn't, neither, none of us probably got the best start. What we're trying to change in this industry is creating companies where uh, the installation is valued and that you give your guys the tools to be able to do this. Like we give, a, you know, all of our guys get free shirts anytime they want them. They just grab them out of the supply closet, grab them anytime, keep your stuff looking good. Do, you know, presentable wise, uh, talking to them about how to interact with the subcon or with the superintendents on projects and working with other trades. Uh, those are all skill sets. If, if we as co- today's companies, how are you bringing along the people? Like, what do you see valuable? And then how are you bringing them along? 
your and mine and uh, probably even Daniel's um, initial uh, entrance and experience in this industry probably wasn't a, a great measuring stick, if I'm guessing, right, through our conversations. A little roughneckish, right? Like, it, very, very uh, rough around the edges there. But I, I think the, the when we started creating the value, it just came from being put in situations where we had to make a decision to go left or go right. And then it started making us realize that we had to create um, a level of professionalism that was universal, not towards commercial, towards residential, towards one demographic or the other. It was more of a universal thing. And that's where uh, the visual value started coming in. Uh, the behind the scenes value started getting created when we experienced failures and started questioning what we're doing and why we're doing it and, and how come we're doing it in a manner that someone who doesn't install is telling us to do it. Um, you know, and that's where the, the behind the scenes education portion came from. And we didn't understand the whole charge what you're worth at the beginning. We were just trying to get our foot in the door. And that's what I dislike about the groups. And there's, you know, constantly people in there talking about, you know, what, what do you guys charge for this? What do you charge for that? And then instead of just giving them a straight answer, everyone's like, you don't know what to charge. Yeah, if don't you don't know it. what to charge, don't do it. Like everyone started from somewhere, guys. Like, like yeah, and and that's crappy to say anyway. I mean, at the end of the day, you you, I hope we're starting to influence installers to consider your cost. We went over this a few, on a few podcasts. Consider what your costs are to do a job, and then what you need to bring home, what you desire, I should say, to bring home and consider taxes and then charge accordingly based off of your uh your skill now what i'm saying you may you may not be that fast so you you feel like you have to charge more but are if your quality's there and your your skill sets there um maybe you can the point is is like everybody should charge what they think is uh appropriate for themselves and uh so just building on that it sounds like you know when somebody says how much should i charge or what do you charge for this that's hard it's a hard question to answer uh i don't think they should answer it in that manner but it's certainly hard to say well i charge uh i you know you should charge seven dollars a square foot well you got another guy on there i like the if if an answer was i've I'm I'm certain to preface this. I'm certified in ceramic tile. Let's just use uh, through CTEF, um, and I've been installing. I'm a journeyman installer out of this place, and I've been doing it for 20 years. And I charge twelve dollars a square foot. At least you have some context to how much yeah. you're charging and That's why. A really right. good way to approach that. Yeah, because because in, you have to look at someone's their accolades. Yeah, because like the what we charge for sheet vinyl is gonna be way different than what someone else charges because we've done it to the point where we've mastered it and can i get things done a lot faster yeah but it took me you know <laughs> 20 years to get to that point so yeah, yeah. i mean so, so maybe i don't get it done faster maybe it takes me a little longer but it's still gonna look way better and i know it's gonna be done right and 
that that's what I'm charging for. I'm not charging because someone told me, hey, we're paying $9 a yard for sheet vinyl because we've been told that before. And it's like, sorry about your bad luck. You can go find someone else that'll do it for that. Yeah, we're paying nine dollars a yard. Well, I'm charging eighteen, or I'm charging thirty-three, or whatever. Yeah, there was there I mean, are, it's job specific, right? right. Like, and yeah, honestly, there was one of the companies around here. They were like, "We got this sheet vinyl. We need it done." Uh, they we were like, "Send us the information." They came back at like I think it was eight dollars a yard, and this was oh, this was like five six years ago, probably. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we told them. We said we don't, we're not going to touch it for less than eighteen. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, you know, that's that's too specific to our area, right? Like every region is slightly different based off of cost of living. So uh, everyone in the audience don't take that with a no. Grain of salt. And and the, if it, if it's uh, that's the upper or lower range of what you guys are getting paid. And the reason why I'm I'm saying this, it's because I know what it's worth, right? I it's know also supply demand driven. Like yes. if there's, if you're in an area that has 15, which I don't, I don't, I'd love to know where this area is, if it yeah. is, but like 15 or 20, like top level and, uh, sheet vinyl installers, then, you know, the price might be a little bit cheaper, but that's a supply demand metric that will vary. Um, you know, in our area, it pays, it pays between, you know, probably 15 to 18, uh, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, not much, I, I don't recall in recent time that it's been less, but we also pay the lineal foot on Cove and the per, a lot of times if there's too many boots, then we'll pay per boot, that kind of thing. Um, and per lineal foot on heat welding and all this. So really what it boils down to is knowing what your worth is. I think that's the key, you know? Yes. And it's, and um, I think I put on there is um, how do it, how do it ass assess one's uh, individual's value, right? Like your value, where you, where you want to be at, where do you have to be at? You know, where it went, how much money is your daily expenses and your daily operating costs? Um, where does that put you in order for you to be in the green? Cause that's, you want to be in the green. Um, and you have to assess that and a, a lot of a lot of the the square footage and square yards we've come up with is based off of where we got to be in the green create an hourly rate that equates that per day divide it into the square footage square yardage find a good median average it out and then try to use that as your control and go up and down from there um yeah and if you're just like if you're younger in in a given discipline or or in the trade you may have to take some work to prove yourself, but that's just business. Like I had to take work, you know, early on, maybe a little cheaper than I wanted to. You don't want to lose money ever, but still maybe not make what I wanted, but what I needed and do doing that so that I could prove myself that I could prove that I, I do great work again. I, uh, if, if you're doing work over go Carrera, you walk into a shop with that proof. If you have done work across the network and gotten some kudos and gotten this stuff. And uh, by the way, for everybody, we're getting ready to release a profile upgrade. That's going to really um, like really increase the value of your profile. It's going to look incredible. Um, 
and companies will really get that insight that they throw they they really star for. So, but that aside, point is, if you are a little uh, newer to the um, installation industry, or maybe you're trying your hand at sheet vinyl and you've been a carpet installer and you went through some courses and now you want to start doing sheet vinyl because your area is paying well, you may have to take on some work at a little less rate to prove yourself. But hey, at the end of the day, once you've done that, you get in the position like you guys are where, hey, man, quality first. I assumed that that was always your first thing was quality. 100%. And then you got speed later. Is that right, Daniel? Is that kind of how yeah. you approached and it? It, And it's, we don't even call it speed, right? It's efficiency. It's getting more efficient at it. So with efficiency comes the speed. So we're not, we don't go and, and be like, yeah, we're the fastest. No, we're the most efficient. Yeah. And and that efficiency long-term uh, is the long-term value that, that we offer that separates us, right? Like, Someone can be really fast and get the room done really fast, but every time you got to go visit that project to fix a punch list, every time you got to go back to fix base that's curling off, to fix flash scope that's bubbling up, to fix a seam, right? You, now, now you're 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 taking time out of your day and you're going back. Where do you cost go up? Well, yeah, costs go up. So we try to incorporate all of our knowledge and our experience well, in that, so we don't. You have, have to, to take it you that that one project at a time, because if this project goes a certain way, then you look at the numbers and you're like, man, like <laughs> we got to up it. Like there is no question about it. Cause uh, Paul from the UK is, he says he's doing some herringbone uh, Carndine product. And since he's from the UK, he says he's getting 10 pounds a meter, which I don't know what the, the <laughs> You Anybody know, got a, a calculator? <laughs> right. But at, at some point you have to look at your your clients too, right? Like if you're working for a store, sometimes maybe that's not the right store for you and you have to start mm -hmm. looking somewhere else. I mean, there's been plenty of times where, where we did that. And it's like, sometimes you have to fire your clients because it's just not worth it. They They don't have the same values as you. If you're you're you know pushing out all this exceptional quality work and they're just not paying you for it, even yeah. you know you time and time again conversation, um, the yeah if you can't lead them to water, yeah, yeah. um so, you know the the other the other guys you the other you know stores that we worked for we talked to them about it and they were like you know what you're right it it has been a while and it and they'll apologize you know what I'm sorry like time gets away from me. I don't realize it. And I've been going in at the same numbers. So mm -hmm. let, let us know where we need to be. So that way we, when we're bidding, it's a, it's a constant evolution too. Like you raise it a quarter. And then once you get that job, then the next project, you raise it another quarter. And it's, it's yeah. constantly, you know, a little bit at a time, baby steps. Right. I like, uh, from the office, Kevin once said many small time make big time. And it's, <laughs> yeah, say, that, say that about everything. Um, I do want to go back, uh, to something you had mentioned about the, we were talking about how to equate the, the rates and, and you mentioned about doing a project. Sometimes you got to get your foot in the door, do a project. Um, if, if I told you that my long-term goal at, at, on a couple projects was to create value, um, like we talk, like, dude, we're, we're, that's not even nowhere near enough money for this project. They have three people say they can't do it. That is impossible. 
it would look really good on our resume. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of those are investments, right? Like some of those projects we we took were investments because we knew that afterwards it would create more value, right? It's something that we can say, hey, this is what we're capable of doing. And it, it gave us more value too. So some of those jobs, you guys out there, like you got to look at it like that too. Like, yeah, well, and make big money on this, but what can it do for me long-term? Have you guys ever had somebody say, well, it only took you three days to do that. I mean, yep. I should get a discount or something or whatever. And I'm we like, bought our machine, our demo machine. What? <laughs> I mean, because I'm more efficient and better and faster than you expected, you want to pay me less because I'm better. That makes no sense. As soon as we like with our demo machine, that's what happened. And I'm not gonna lie, dude. I steamed up right away. I mean, I was upset, but I was I was able to maintain my composure, and uh, I was like, ah. "Well, the best comeback is always, you know, you're not paying for the job. You're not paying me to just lay sheep on it. You're paying me for the ten to fifteen years that it took for me to learn." Yes and be as good and as efficient and as quality as I am. You're not paying for today. You're paying for the 15 years it took me to get as good as I am today. And that is, there's a lot of truth to that. Because they can for sure go hire anyone off the street to go do that. And they can mess it up real quick, especially it, it doesn't I've, matter what type of flooring, but especially sheet vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had that problem. I think I shared it on the podcast one other time and it hurts so bad. I'm not going to share it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, so, I mean, so identifying the value, like the yeah. value prop and what, what people and, are desiring. And the biggest thing is actually keeping track of your projects and knowing exactly what you're making, right? Because you can, you can say, yeah, I made this much on this project, but what's your profitability on that? Like we, it, it doesn't matter if, if you made this much and then you're at a break even point that that dollar amount is irrelevant. How much did you actually make on it? Because we're, we're all in business to make money, right? Like Not for practice. we're, we're there to, to have money in the bank because we all know that any construction that you're in is going to have a slow time and you have to plan for that. So make sure you have that profit. Everyone has overhead, whether you think you do or not, your vehicle is a, a part of your overhead fuel. Maintenance, your, your house that you use as your office, like all that stuff matters. And, you know, I, I think that um, also remembering and and I keep harping on what people value because you know, I've I've had really really good installers uh, that I've worked with and partnered with on projects that have a shitty attitude and are hard to deal with, and I've I've quit using them. I mean, if you're gonna make my life so hard and and throw up these these problems all the time without any solutions, um, that gets exhausting and your quality can be secondary at that point. So quality is probably, if I had to say what's most important, it's always quality. But outside that, your attitude and how you deal with people and realizing we're all humans just trying to get a job done. And we all have these uh, external pressures on us to get a job done, you know, quicker, quicker, quicker. Um, 
And unfortunately, that's just how construction is. So I don't care if you're an electrician or a flooring guy. That's just how construction is. So qualities first, but also give, care about your client. Care about the store you're working for. Care about making them look great. One of the great prides I had was when my when I was working by the hours, when my company would tell me my cost on that job. And if I had a, a low installation cost and, um, you know, that that I was proud that I was making my company money. Uh, I, I'm, I still feel like that's a, a valuable um, characteristic to have as an installer is be proud that your company that you're working for is making money or that if you're working directly with homeowners, that you're improving their lifestyle because they're going to go on your new floor. They're going to take showers in your new tile, tile shower. They're going to be looking at it all the time, knowing, you know, thinking in their mind, how beautiful it is. Like you are providing a tremendous value. Um, so just remember that when you present yourself and don't ruin your great quality with a shitty attitude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. And um, one thing too for, for creating value is uh, consistency. Um, that, that helps create value for, for individuals. And what you just said too about the hours, um, when when I worked for a company hourly too, they would, they would put uh, estimated hours for a project, right? And that was for them to be profitable. That was a challenge to me. Always a challenge. Oh, we had, you know, 120 hours on this job. I got this many people this many days. Let me see what I can do to beat that. And I would track all that. Um, I wish my company would have been that sophisticated to tell me what they or or care enough to tell me. They just come tell me what my job caught afterwards. They tell me, but I would uh, I would have that that goal on there. And, you know, recently I started trying to put that in our work orders. As soon as I started doing that, it just it just seemed like that number didn't make nobody paid attention to it. Hours exceeded that. Like these are the hours we need for us to be profitable, right? If we're here or below, we're profitable. Uh, if we're above this, then we start chipping away at uh, at margins. And uh, yeah, as soon as I started putting yeah. those on there, <laughs> margins uh, started chipping away past the oh yeah, the eighty hours. Yeah, I think that's why companies may not do that. Some some. Some people, I mean, just to be, you know, transparent and honest here, you know, some people are going to look at that and say, well, I've got this many hours to do it. And that's how long it's going to take me to do it. And don't desire to beat that. Uh, don't see that as a challenge. But uh, the ones who see it as a challenge, like yourself, look at what you've done. I mean, that's I, I wish I could impart some of you guys into some of these characteristics that come out in the podcast and like implant them into some of the installation uh, people that we've dealt with over the years. Uh, you know, that because there's a lot of similarities from, from start to finish. There's a ton and um, work ethic is work ethic, no matter what, right. The values are values, no matter what um, integrity is integrity, right? Like there's, there's not, Oh, you know, today I'm not going to be that. No, integrity is, is, is a, it's you know, a character it's a, trait. It's a character trait. And and had it since day one. And, and I think that's where the value um, for for myself started being created is when I worked for someone else, I represented them the best possible way. Right? Because not yeah. only was I representing the company that I worked for, I was still representing myself. Right? And I, 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, we always represent ourselves and and I think that's important for people to realize, but be okay representing your company in a positive manner. Like that, that don't just be okay, strive for that. I think that that is just uh, an aspect that, you know, especially when you're, if you're dealing with a lot of subcontractors, um, you know, them wanting their the accolades of a good project to go to them and not to the company they they work for well we get the same thing no one walks into my commercial even if the sheet vinyl is so beautiful no one walks in there and says hey who was the flooring contractor on this they say who was the designer who was your architect who was your builder they get all the accolades that we put all the hard work in I appreciate that. I'm glad they get that because if they're feeling getting that positive feedback, they know I did the job. They know I'm a big portion of why they're getting those accolades. I'm going to get more work from that client. I'm going to get more work from that GC because they know that. So it's okay is my point. Yes. Kendall, Kendall says uh, he doesn't work hourly, but how does a person find a fair hourly wage in our field? And I think that's that's a loaded question because there's it's like, are you an employee? Are you working for yourself? You know, a lot of what what we talk about is basically based on, um, you know, self-employed people. Right. Because building a business and stuff like that. So really, in reality, you need to figure out what your target is per year and then break that down like Typically, you're, you're working, what, 2,040 hours, 2,080 hours without any vacation or anything. So how much do you need to make a year divided by that number? That's how much you should be at hourly, at least. Yeah, and it, it, that's a tough question because all the qualifications come in behind it. Yes. You know, um, so um, I would say... And and it also greatly varies by your demographic area or your geographic area. So if you're in, uh, you know, California, and if you're in Orange County, your your hourly rate is going to be much higher than Wichita, Kansas. It just is. I mean, you can I mean, still buy a house. When we you went can still buy a house here for 150,000 bucks. You can't buy a house in Orange County for 150. When you we can't buy a container house in Orange County for 150. When we were in for at Forbo, what you know, there was a bunch of guys from uh New York there and they were like if we're not making over 100 grand a year, like we're we can't live in New York. He said my taxes on my house are like $26,000 a year. Yeah, wow. see that's the thing. Like I think I'm, I we're in a higher taxed area where I live, and my my property taxes on our house is like five thousand dollars, and I'm like, oh my god, it's twenty six thousand. But but that's the point is, it it matters where you're at. But I would say, that's why your calculation, Daniel, has to come in. Like you you got to find out where your bottom dollar is, and then start stacking. Okay, if I have to make this, uh. I bring extra value because I am Forbo certified. I am, you know, XYZ, XYZ, whatever. I'm I'm also, you know, been to four different trainings on proper uh floor prep 
and uh, or if you're in the tile world and I'm I'm laminam certified and and uh, you know slimline certified in the gauge porcelain panels or or whatever that uh, you can stack those on and say okay well I need to make forty two bucks an hour I live in you know a, a, this area and and that's what it calls for you know if you're here in Wichita and you make you know in the mid to high thirties you're, you're, you're really good. And you're, and that's about what the pay is for a, a, a quality and uh, high quality installer. Um, I know down in Texas, if you catch, <laughs> if you can find, it's kind of like a unicorn, but if you can find a, an hourly installer down there, no, they're down there, but the vast majority of Texas is subs. Um, in fact, the vast majority of the United yeah, States, subs. if you take the whole amount, is 80 the, the statistics say 87% of all flooring you've walked across is installed by subs. So, you know, um, but if if you were down in, you know, a certain part of Texas, you might you might be at 28 bucks an hour. I, I don't know all the different ranges of the different areas on an hourly basis, but um if Kind of that midline, I would say, if you're a high quality installer, is at twenty five to thirty five dollar. I know that's a big window, but somewhere in there is probably, you know. But that's it changes by geographic so much; it's hard to like put to to really answer that. Right. And then once you start getting to the employees too, you have to start looking at you know the entire package, the package as a whole. You know, um, I, what, what is provided? What don't you need to buy? Healthcare. Great, great point. Like I that. mean, yeah. So mm -hmm. consider that. I mean, we provide healthcare to our to our uh, installers, just like we do for our office staff. We don't treat anybody different. We all have the same benefits. Um, so you know, that's a if if you don't know, healthcare costs are very, very expensive. So take that into account. Yeah, like uh, yeah, our, ours went up eight point four percent. We got so lucky this year. Ours is up just under four, but oh. still up. We we um, mo well, most companies was like fourteen percent. Most companies were probably. more like were more like last year. Maybe we took the hit last year and didn't take it this year. But uh, I know a lot of companies that are up twelve to twenty yeah. percent this year. Yeah. So healthcare, all those benefits. Or do you have a vehicle provided? Is your gas covered? Do you drive the vehicle home? Do you pick the vehicle up at the office every day? All these things need to be considered when you're thinking about your overall compensation package with the company. But I don't know that that helped Kevin at all, but um, just kind of a, it was Kevin, right? Did I say that right? Kendall. Kendall, sorry. I don't know if that answered Kendall's uh, question, but I, I know it's... Uh, it gave him a lot more to think about, I could tell you that, because, because yeah. like you said, it's a loaded question. Uh, Kendall, yeah. like, good luck. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, just, just I will, all I would say is that if you're wrong on the price and you have an introductory uh, um, or hourly rate, just remember, you can always go up. But as soon as you tell someone, sorry, you're not worth what you said, I'm going to take you down here, you can pretty much kiss them goodbye, right? Nobody wants to go back. So figure out a game plan that works for you um, and maybe do like a probationary period saying if you- Or if, 
value. It sounded like he was a sub, uh, maybe not a direct question for himself, but as a guiding light for maybe he's looking to hire someone. What yeah. I always say, if you're on the employer side is, you know, there's once you've considered the whole uh, value of that installer, it's hard to know until you've worked for a little bit of time. So we have this period of 60 to 90 days where we're going to set you at this. And then after that, we're going to adjust. And it's going to be based on these five metrics that I've mentioned, you know, professional attitude, punctuality, dependability, and your quality. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be a full-fledged installer if you're just getting into it. You can be a quality helper. Like, you can be a quality apprentice, you know, care about the the way that things are done uh, and do the job duties that you have in a quality manner. Uh, all that, to me, is 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 how, after 90 days, then we'll set the person at where we believe... Um, all the from those metrics, how they uh, the value that they provide to us, and thus the value we provide to the marketplace, and thus the directly uh, affects the amount of money that we can charge. And so that make yourself as valuable as possible, and you won't even have to worry about it. You know, right. I've been seeing a lot of these um, TikToks come across, uh, and you know, this dude is talking about how people just people are these days when they're just like they think that just by showing up they're worth so much more, you know, I'm, I'm here every day. I should be making this much, but they're not providing any value to, you know, they're not trying to learn. They're just, you can like, he'll say all the time, I can show up every day and not do anything and think that I'm worth more, but it's, what are you doing to add value? And yeah, that, that goes for being an employee and being, you know, a, a contractor in, ge in general and, and knowing what you're worth. It's, what value are you providing to the clients so that way they know that you're worth this much? Yeah, um, I've had it told to me, and I like this uh, analogy, but it's like a parking, a paid parking spot. It's only valuable if someone's using it, like if it's useful, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sitting there and it's it's costing whoever it is. So if you're like a pay an empty parking spot, meaning you're not providing any additional value, but you're there then you're you're actually going to probably cost your employer money. Yes. So be valuable. Like, I don't know where that whole, you know, we'll, the pendulum will swing the other way, but I don't know where this whole thought process came to be. Like you have to provide value to the marketplace and whether so you're an employee or we're in the information age, right. And everything is blasted out on social media everywhere. And I see a bunch of stuff about, you know, people bragging about how they go to work and they don't do anything all day. And, you know, it's like, it's a flex to them that they don't do anything at work all day. And then their employer has to pay them. Like, yeah, like, like that's a, I don't know. I I'm, I'm a value driven person. I place my own worth on on producing and doing things and and providing value, whether it's to my family or to my friends or to my colleagues or to the marketplace. I, I don't doing as little as possible and expecting as much as possible is just oh, oh. stay away. If you're that type of person, uh, you're not my oh. kind of guy. I mean, I mean, yeah. 
I could lose some friends over that one maybe, but at the end of the day, <laughs> that's true. I'm just it's telling true. you right up. If you think that if you're that type of person that thinks I'm going to do as little as possible and expect as much as, as humanly possible, you're just, you're not my type of person. Right. And this goes back to the conversation. I mean, it's been probably on a few podcasts now where, you know, when I was not too, too deep into the the trade and I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. Like they're only paying me this much. And he's like, well, that's why they're only paying you this much because you feel like you're, you're not getting paid enough. So you're not wanting to do anything. So it's like, provide that value, then get the residuals. It's not the other way around. It's not give me this much money and then I'll start doing something. Yeah, Like people mm -hmm. need to just change their mindsets. And it, it's hard to talk to people with that mindset because they don't understand. Yeah. Um, I always had this thing where, and I probably get it from my mother and a few of my uncles growing up. It's don't ask for, for, for handouts. If you're not putting in the work, right? Like show, make it hard for them to tell, you no, make it mm -hmm. hard for them to not see the value. And if you do offer the value and you create value within yourself and you approach them and they say, I'm sorry, we don't see it. Then guess what? It's time for you to move on. Mm-hmm. But don't don't be delusional either, right? Like don't don't create this uh, facade where the trophy by participation thing, uh, where your value is up here because you you just wanted to be up there, but you're not really showing the work, the, the parking spot. Well, that's that's probably part of just the social media stuff. I mean, yeah. we all use it or or consume some stuff off social media, but it, the the truth is is that a lot of times it it glorifies this idea of not doing much and getting a lot uh yeah. there's more get rich quick schemes than ever i mean they've always been around and they've always attracted people so they've always stayed around but those get rich quick schemes are that mentality like i'm going to do as little as possible and get paid as much as possible now I'm not saying you can't take advantage of things. There's investment opportunities in the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what you personally provide to the marketplace or to your employer, pseudo the marketplace uh, is, is your value. And you can't, um, you know, the higher you, the more skill you acquire, the better um, you present yourself, the more effective you are, the more uh, pleasant you are. The more you're gonna, the more you're gonna be worth. That that uh, the math is math to me. That to <laughs> me, this is like mathematics. And uh, this idea that you know uh, a, a lot for a little, it never works. Long term, it never works. Yeah, never and does. so, you know, you want to be careful if you're in that mindset. Um, I don't know that we got off track. We just went really deep on what the value of you what your value is and and understanding um you know that that's a big part what you're providing uh to you know charging what you're worth that being said if you are high value and you're working for someone who's trying to bust you down um and not pay you what you know you're worth what are some tricks uh, we kind of touched on some of those early on in this uh, podcast, but what what is some of your guys' thoughts there? I mean, this everything goes back to communication, right? You're mm -hmm. the people don't know unless you say something, and it all it all has to start with that conversation. We have to go to you know 
whoever we're doing work for and, and say sometimes it's like uh you know we we do one job and then the next job and they're like how is this so much more and it's like man i did the math and i didn't make any money last time so i'm i'm, I'm sorry but i gotta charge you more right. like it's it's just that that natural evolution it's the same thing if if you're an employee it's like don't don't go and and demand stuff it's like hey i think that i'm worth a little bit more what can we do in order to get to this place right. what what it's not even what can we do it's what what can i do to provide more value to you what do you need me to do in order to be able to make this is where i want to be where do i need to get from this point to you know, this point you know what you just made me think of this right here too and this i'm going to go back to the beginning of the football season with my son we were missing practices because we had overlap baseball and he said you know he's been practicing hard he wanted to get more playing time but he wasn't getting the playing time beginning of the season and uh i told him go talk to the coach hey coach what can i do to present more value to the team so that way that way i can be on the field a little bit more where, where am i where am i falling short right that was the that was dude the coach came up to me afterwards in tears like i've never had a 10 year old ask me that that's phenomenal and, and, and that's great guidance by you from you by the way like i didn't i didn't want to do it for him i needed him to do it and step up right he mm -hmm. needed to figure it out for himself and it needed to be authentic from him and um it worked he says, well, you're missing practices and this. And he's like, well, we already told, you know, so-and-so we were going to miss because I have baseball. But, you know, what can I work on I, afterwards when I'm here? And, dude, like from then on, it was just like totally different, everything. And and that's what, like Daniel said, communication. I If no one comes and talks to me here in the office when they have a chance, I don't know. Right? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Um, and if someone has a... It, if someone's in, in a position where they feel that they are more valuable, come and talk. Say, hey, this is why I'm more valuable. Show me, like bring, show me, hey, this is what I've been tracking. This is this is what I bring to the table. This is what I would like to do. This is where I would like to be. Okay. And then just be ready to have a discussion, right? Like, all right, well, this is what I see. So let's work on this. I don't have a problem. Like, I love your plan. Like, I love it. I want to pay you more money because you're making, yeah. you're making the company more money. So let's be better together, right? Let's figure yeah. this out. And th a lot of times that's what's going to happen. Um, I, th I think that uh, I there is a ton of great information that's come out here. I hope everybody's uh, grabbed a few nuggets on, you know, increasing your value. So, um, you know, you can charge what you're worth. Um Frankly, you can charge what you're worth, but the the higher your value, the more you can charge. Period. I don't care whether you're hourly or sub. Um, and I I can really appreciate how going to you and communicating and asking, like, hey man, I want to go up. I'd like to get an increase in pay. What kind of things do I need to do to increase my pay? That that if if people do that or if if a sub comes to the to the store owner and says or whoever runs the work and says hey you know i need to increase my prices what can i do to provide more value to you that would help you feel good about that maybe it's as simple as like hey man if you clean up your job site a little bit better 
where I don't always have to send one, someone behind you. It could be something simple. Uh, so communication, it seems to come up on every topic, but communication is a piece of this. And then don't be scared to ask for what you're worth when you are, when you, when you have a full understanding of what that is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, I, I don't know how an hour went so fast. Uh, I, I know it's been a, a minute since I feel like a huddle went this quickly, but uh, I hope everybody got some value out of this. I want to reiterate here before we um, uh, part the two week course here in Wichita. Daniel, do you re uh, re recall your the one up in Michigan again? It was in February. I think I still have it pulled up. Uh... So December 4th through the 15th is in Wichita. It's a two week course. It's free. And again, I'm just going to go ahead and share this for the, the last little bit, uh, this QR code. Uh, right. This the, is the one in Jenison, Michigan in February is oh, by you sharing your screen. It took me off. Oh, it is February it. 5th through 16th. And I so, did you know, post that, that link from that QR code right on the, the live feed. So I, I shared the Huddle's live feed. Um, and I, I posted in the comments on, on my. Yeah, Ashley, if you'll share this in our socials and on our uh, in our description on the huddle, that would be excellent as well. Get to that. Uh, and the last reminder is the SIM uh, scholarship. Make sure to apply. I hope I wish everybody the best. It's always fun. Honestly, I say always last year was our first year, but it was a really fun experience to to give that away and somebody win something like that and be so appreciative. So. Um, you know, put your name in the hat. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the office or out in the field, uh, you'll find value in that course. And this two week course, if you're new, you're going to find a lot of value in that. I, I promise you, at least on the Wichita one, and I'm sure the same is in Michigan, but I know the trainers, these guys are good and they're going to understand kind of what they'll watch you over that two weeks. They're going to know what you're kind of gravitating towards and, and help you get better and, and prepare you for the, the marketplace. Um, and uh, if you're in Wichita, I'll hire you. So they got a pretty good setup there too. So it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, as always, uh, I super appreciate the conversation. It's 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 uh it's been fun. Went by fast, but uh, yeah. uh, you know, like they do when you get into a role. So I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to every happy yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to everybody. everyone. You know, enjoy some time with family. Eat a bunch and, of turkey. Uh, I'm not going to turkey. Are you guys off turkey? Uh, Daniel, one of one of the guys here, my partner at Go Carrera, said I cook steak every year. Dude, I was like, uh, I, I like mine. One medium. year we did tacos. One year I think I did a prime rib, but I don't eat any of the turkey. I'll be honest. Like I'm, I've been over that for a very long time. My sister, I, I don't know why. There's something nostalgic to it for me. Um, you may not. Most people don't know my background, but growing up, we didn't really celebrate that kind of thing. When I was a little kid, it wasn't until I was a teenager that, uh, unfortunately, my parents got divorced and and uh, remarried and my dad's new wife was all about these holidays and so it was like my first uh it was the traditional turkey maybe a spiral ham it something nostalgic about turkey for me I, I really love uh that this time of year so 
maybe it's just family. So we have it hang out with yours and enjoy it. Huh? We have it all. We have turkey there all the time. I'm just saying I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. All right, guys. Thank you, sir. We will talk to you uh, a little bit later. And Ashlyn, if you could cut us out.